All right, Father, in Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for another time again. We thank you for an awesome time of study. We ask and we say, as we study your word this evening, this afternoon, we say there is revelation knowledge. Our heart is further strengthened in your love. Our minds are further convinced by your spirit. And we can build and comprehend the mysteries of Christ clearly. We say there is no confusion in this atmosphere. Everyone can build you as we see ourselves in you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise and worship. You know, the Holy Scriptures is the sole and supreme material as regarding every subject matter of Christian teaching and practice. The Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, is that only material as regarding every subject. You know, I was having a conversation with people yesterday and I said, you can't have We've not finished the 66 books of the Bible. <laughs> and some people are already having extra biblical Bible. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? When we want to study any aspect as touching the Christian practice, are you hearing me? Any aspect as touching the Christian practice, the Holy Scriptures is our soul supreme tool. It's our sole supreme material for that. So it implies that we will have to understand it well. There will have to be a proper explanation. And it will be it will be such that there is no personal opinion at all to that part to that to that to that aspect of scripture. You can't have, it's just like this subject that we want to study called praise and worship. You can't have a personal opinion about it. You can't say, this is what I think. That, I, I hate it when people say it. So I'm beginning to hate it. Don't let me say I hate it. I'm beginning to hate it when people use that statement for me these days. You'll be having a doctrinal conversation with somebody. The person say, I think, or, are you okay? Let's look at scripture. Which one is it? I think this is how it is. We have... We have a material, we have 66 books to guide us through. You are still telling me, I think. So, that is, you, as you encounter and you move through life in your teachings, in your ministries, in your everything, you will meet people and who will tell you, you know this praise I was saying, I, I just think, no. The scriptures must be that only material. Because the scripture will help us clear rumors. It will help us clear cultural practices. You know, people sing because of cultural practices. People do praise and worship as a cultural thing. You know, there is no culture in this world that does not involve in one music or the other. So, it will help us to see all of those things. That's, and that's why we, we use 2 Timothy 3.15. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3.15. Let's see it there. 2 Timothy 3.15. Are you here? Second Timothy 3.15 It says, And as from a child, thou hast known what? The Holy Scriptures. I'm sure this is the scripture you can quote the most, right? Who, which shall, thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto what? True faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And all scriptures. Let's, let's, let's stay in that one. Let's, let's look at verse 16. All scriptures, the word scripture there is from the Greek word graphe, 
The word scripture there is from the Greek word graphe. It means writing. Graphe, it means writing. And in this context, in this context, now what is this all scripture? What writing is it talking about? Genesis. Genesis to Malachi. It means it is talking about the Old Testament book, Genesis to Malachi. Now watch. So now look at something. It says all scripture. What's the scripture there? Genesis. Genesis. No, you're not talking like you mean it now. All scripture. What's the scripture there? Genesis to Malachi. So now, so let's read it now. Genesis to Malachi is given by what? The inspiration of God. And what is Genesis to Malachi for? Exactly. Now watch carefully. Profitable. Let's look at profitable. Profitable is on the Greek word what? I know this is Sister Perry's word. Profitable is on the Greek word opelimos. Ophelimos. It means what? Helpful. Advantageous. I'm sure you know this by now, right? Yes. You guys know it. Helpful. Advantageous. And that word was used about four times. Um, when, when you hear preachers say the word was used about four times. Sorry. I just have to defend somebody. That's an online captain. It's, I heard it from him. But me, he's the one I knew in this world that did that does that thing. So when you hear anything, say the word was used, just know ah, is it that this person is learning or heard somewhere, somehow divide somewhere, somehow, somehow, somehow and reached him. Do you get it? He's 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 a sorry online online caline terminology. <laughs> Sorry, there's just, there's just some things we, we give credit to. I'm, I'm that type of person. I used to tell you I'm not self-made. Um, yeah, that's why you see I mention my friends a lot. I mention their names. I put them. There's no point. They don't be proud. There's nothing to... The, what do we have in this life that we did not get from somebody? Do you get it? <laughs> so give credit to who credit is due. But do you get it? So don't be... Um, don't go and grow as a minister. Start feeling like... <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a word man. I grew on my own. You did not grow on your own. Make sure who grew you. Do you get it? Don't let it be very obvious. Don't. don't. Well, that's not my teacher today. Please, I worship. All right. <laughs> so, it was used four times in the New Testament Greek. And um, let's leave it there. We'll, we'll study that later. The word doctrine, which says it's profitable for what? For doctrine. Doctrine is what? The Greek word for doctrine is what? The daskalia. It means teaching or explanation. So, Genesis to Malachi is primarily for what? Teaching and explanation. Does it make sense for you now? It is for teaching and explanation. So, it is, so, when we say all scriptures, it means Genesis to Malachi. And it says, and Paul used the daskalia. And let me show you how Paul used that word, the daskalia. Look at Romans 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. Romans 12 verse 2. It says, Be not conformed to this world and be partial by the way of your mind, that you may prove that which is... No, 12, 12 verse 7. Sorry, not 2. 12 verse 7. 12 verse 7. Or ministry. Let us wait on our ministry. Or either teach it or teaching. That is the word teaching there. Teaching. That's doctrine. The daskalia. Look at Ephesians 4 verse 4. Ephesians 4 verse 4. Ephesians 4 verse 4. Ephesians 4 verse 4. It says, it says what? There is one body, one spirit, 
No, sorry. Ah, I'm missing it. Not 4 verse 4. 4 verse 14. 4 14. 4 verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Look at the word doctrine there. That's doctrine. So now, you will see that there was an emphasis on the word doctrine in scripture. Now, let me show you another thing. Look at 1 Timothy 1.10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. 1 Timothy 1 verse 10. It says, For warmongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for men stealers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to what? Sound doctrine. Now, emphasis on this place is what? You know, other place we have been seeing is just doctrine. Now, this place we are now seeing what? Sound doctrine. Now, look at 2 Timothy 43. 2 Timothy 43. Look at 2 Timothy 43. It says, For the time shall come when they shall no longer endure what? Sound doctrine. But after their own loss, but they shall heap up themselves teachers eating, eating years. Look at Titus 1 verse 9. So you see there was a difference now. There's a difference. There's doctrine. There's now what? Sound doctrine. Look at Titus 1.9. Hold fast the faithful word as he has been taught, that he may be able by sound what? Doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the what? The gainsayers. So now, look at that word sound doctrine. Don't forget, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, it says just doctrine. Right? Is it not scripture? It's profitable for doctrine. It didn't say sound doctrine. Now, we've seen other parts in the scriptures in the New Testament now where it says sound what? Doctrine. Now, look at it. The word sound is from the Greek word ugainu. Sound is from the Greek word ugainu. One was found on that sound doctrine. It's from the Greek word ugainu. H-U-G-I-A-I-N-O. I'll come again. H-U-G-I-A-I-N-O. Ugainu. It's from, the root, it's from the root word ujis. H-U-G-E-S. I think I've explained this before. Oh, okay. It's from the root, root, it's from the root word ujis. H-U-G-E-S. It implies what is old. What is complete. Something that is not lacking in any parts. What is old. What is complete. Something that is not lacking in any part. All, complete. Something that is not lacking in any part. So when we say something is a sound doctrine, we mean, we, we mean a full broad chest explanation that, that you look at it like, wow, this is well, this is well explained. So now, Paul's instruction to, because where we read that sound doctrine was in, Timothy and Titus. So, Paul's instruction to Timothy and Titus conveyed the fact that the ministers of the gospel, because when you read letters like 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, Titus, they are materials for ministers of the gospel. Because Paul wrote them to ministers. Are you getting it? To a minister of the gospel. So, many other times, I remember I was talking with my friend one time some years back. I said, man of God, you know, this pastor, he just told me, read Timothy, Titus, you know, learn about ministry from that point. You know, people used to go and read divine and rule, tactics, five laws of power, 25 laws of power, something like that. 
to learn ministry, excellent leadership skills. Just read Timothy's titles. Go and read Joshua, read Caleb, read Judges, read all those things. You will understand how to do ministry. Do you get it? You understand accurate leadership skills. Our leadership skills is not from the world, it's from the scriptures. Are you getting me? So that's back, back to what I'm saying. So Paul wrote this letter to Timothy and Titus, and he conveyed the fact that they ought to uphold sound, awesome, healthy teachings and explanations of the scriptures. So now let's go back to our second Timothy 3:15. As from a child. Go, let's go. Second Timothy 3:15. I want you to open there. Second Timothy 3:15. Look at it. Second Timothy 3:15. Open it. Open it. You have to learn how to open the scriptures. Now it will help you even in your teaching. You know. Let me tell you. When you know how to open scriptures, when teachings are going on like this, when you and you are seeing it like this, when you are under the outreach or you are teaching alone, it helps your knowledge. You can easily go back to it. Oh, I saw this one. Somebody used the explanation. This thing. Oh, I saw it. I know how to explain it. It helps your knowledge. That's why many times I like you seeing. I like you opening it. So it helps your knowledge. So you are not just listening for listening's sake. You are listening to catch and understand. The explanations. Look at 2 Timothy 3.15. And as from a child, thou hast known the only scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. Now, that word wise is from the Greek word sophizo. It means what? Hey, skillful. It means what? Something that is skillful, that is skillfully devised. And something that is skillfully devised it says, he make you wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So now, and I've always explained to you that the essence of the scripture is to show us what? Salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So the profitability of the Old Testament book, the scriptures now means Genesis to Malachi. The profitability of that book is to show us what? Salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So now, look at sound doctrine. Sound doctrine now. So when we say something is sound doctrine, which is something that is wholesome, something that is old, something that is complete, something that is not lacking in any, in any aspect, what does it mean? It means, and how can a sound doctrine be understood? It will be understood from the context of understanding salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So when we say something is old, something is complete, something is a sound doctrine, you can't understand and know a sound doctrine that is not in the context of salvation through faith in what? In Christ Jesus. If you understand me to this point, let me see you. Alright. Good student. So now, look at this. So now, 2 Timothy 3.16 Someone say, wow, I thought we were done. <laughs> 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is given by the inspiration of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and instruction in righteousness. Now watch. So what is the essence of the scriptures? For reproof, for correction, and instructions in righteousness. So what, so what does doctrine entail? What does a teaching entail? Now look at that scripture and answer it. What does the teaching entail? That is it. 
A teaching will entail reproof. A teaching will entail correction. A teaching will entail instruction in righteousness. Does that make sense to everybody? So now, what does reproof mean? It's from the Greek word, what? Elenos. It means to convince. So when you are teaching the gospel, what does it do? You are convincing the hearts of men. So English word now made it feel like reproof. You know, in a normal English word, reproof means you are correcting somebody. That doesn't reproof mean joy. But indirectly, you are in the real original Greek meaning. It means you are convincing the heart of men. What am I doing with this teaching of praise and worship to you? I want to convince your heart about what the scripture is saying concerning praise and worship. Does that make sense to everybody? So what am I doing? I'm reproving. But are you understanding this? So reproof is from the Greek word what? It means to convince. Now, the Greek word for correction is what? Epanothosis. It means to straighten up. To straighten up. So if you think you were not, if you think your knowledge was a bit abrupt in some point, what epanotosis does is to straighten it up, to restore things to the original point of use. Does that make sense to everybody? It will straighten you up, it will help your knowledge, it will guide you. So if you thought you knew half by epanotosis, you will go up. Does that make sense to everybody? Now, what does instruction mean? Padia, from the Greek word padia, it means to educate, to train, to nurture. That is, we can simply say it's a discipleship process. To train, to nurture, to educate. It was used for how a child who is being trained and nurtured. You see, how was it used? You see a, a place in Ephesians 6 verse 4 where it says, Father, train up your children in the way of the Lord. So, we can safely see. Now, do you understand how the scriptures are, are now? For correction, for instruction, for reproof. Does that make sense to everybody now? Now, so the profitability of the scriptures, therefore, is to explain salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And that teaching will entail reproof, correction. So in this praise I worship now, we are going to be reproved, we are going to be corrected, we are going to be instructed in righteousness. Does that make sense to everybody? We are going to be reproved in... in, in so, if we thought we knew something, Elenius, if we thought we are, our heart is going to be convinced about what praise and righteousness means, what praise and worship means, our heart is going to be straightened up, our minds is going to be more educated. Does that make sense? Because it means to reprove. Reprove is from the word. It means to reprove means to convince. We are going to be corrected, that is, straightened up. We are going to be instructed in righteousness, that is, to educate. We are going to be further educated, further nurtured. Do you get it? To the point that you can now teach others. So when we study praise and worship, do you now understand? It is going to be from where? The scriptures are going to be the guiding tools to us to navigate. So when we say something is praise, you know the word I said, Praise is fast. Is it? Is praise the fast one? Yes. Worship is the slow one. Is that what is in the Bible? We don't know. We will find it out at this stage. Does that make sense? Who is it? Praise the Lord now. Everybody know your trumpet. Gio, Gio, Gio. 
see, see where they are going to. Gio, they are not, they are not talking. They are not saying the real word. Gio, Gio, Gio. So people, you know, it took us time to know that Sandalili, Sandalili is not really. It is Sandalili, You know what? Until somebody put it on his WhatsApp, or you didn't know it too. <laughs> so, imagine all the all the misinformations in our head. When I saw it, I was like, "Wow!" I thought I went to the best primary school in those states. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Sandalili, 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 sand. You know, even now, the standard living is not sweet. We want our standard living like that. <laughs> Are you getting me? Now, that is exactly what knowledge does. It will straighten you, it will correct you, it will build you up. So now, the profitability of those scriptures is therefore an explanation of what of salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, which entails reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. The profitability of the scriptures therefore entails an explanation of salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, which entails reproof, correction, and what? Instruction in righteousness. So, the explanation of scriptures cannot be by our experience. Does that make sense to everybody now? You cannot explain scripture because of how you grew up. That is how they used to do it in my mother's church. Go to your mother's church. <laughs> that is how we grew up with. You are trying to change the pattern. You are trying to change the pattern. Oh, is she a It can't be by our experience. It can't be by our opinion. You know, some people just feel like, you know, you know, human being, let me tell you one way, one way human being needs to think. You just wake up with an impression or an opinion about something. Then you just roll with it. You just say, I think this is how it should be. Ah, did you bother checking how it is before you start thinking how it should be? <laughs> you can't be a Christian who moves about too with rumors. Rumors will mean because Chiamaka said this is what it means about praise and worship. That is what it means. No. That is why. It has to be by the scriptures. Are you ready for study? Now, what is worship? What is worship? So, are you seeing that we can rest on the scriptures to understand this? Is it going to be by my experience? Is it going to be by my opinion? Is it going to be by rumor? It's going to be by the scriptures. So, what is worship? Now, the word worship we see worship first, then we see praise, then we join it together and we close. Lord, someone say, Wow, when will you close soon? The word worship, so that is looking like, Wow. <laughs> Just joking. The word worship is used about 332 times by the King James. Emphasis on by the King James, not the whole Bible. No. Today, there is now even Abraham version. Mm -hmm. There's one Bible that is trending now online, street church. People are saying, wait till they shell it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> the, the one I saw, the one that I saw that made me even laugh. I said, What is day for, mom? No, um, ah, I forgot to say this. What is day for, mom? No, ah, no, no, dish. <laughs> There's one, there's one that said, Wait till they shell it. Street church. Ah, ah, you know. <laughs> we're, in, we're in perilous times, brother. <laughs> Jesus is about to come. <laughs> perilous times. <laughs> hey, wait till they shell it. As soon as it's even pigeon, real pigeon, that they are using to explain it, it will be better. But you will pick a summary of it. Of a verse that you now put efficiencies within the work you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it shock you. There's even one, it shock you. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Especially when Jesus was about to. Uh, during Easter period, there's one people did. Who they breed? You will not see that one. Who they breed? Too late for Jesus, you don't see it. <laughs> they say he choke. <laughs> they say he choke. He don't feel. They say Jesus don't feel choke inside grave. Brethren, we are perilous times. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? We just so that's why I said it was used three hundred and thirty-two times <laughs> in the King James. <laughs> These are the days you have to use because this word worship now may not be inside street church Bible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know there's not different version. People don't wake up. There's even <laughs> I was having a conversation with my friend and I told me, guys, let's be coming down. I said, you know there's even MFM version of the Bible. Oh, you're not seeing it. He shocked you. He <laughs> said, why did you look me? <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. They said they just, they, they did not change the Bible. Let's say it's King James. But they just added prayer points to each version. So that's an eminotic. <laughs> because, honestly, that, that's an eminotic on its own. Because you have to, <laughs> eh? How did this prayer call it? <laughs> Come out of this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an eminotic. <laughs> so, so, so let's let's stay. It is from the King James Old Testament book of the Bible. <laughs> 332 times. So so with that we know what we are saying well. Because these are the days I, I beg you, ministers of the gospel. <laughs> Be careful with your words. <laughs> when you are explaining the Bible. The person, that is why, why do you think I take my time to explain things well? Because we now live in a world where people are informed about a lot of things. So what you are explaining, in the person's head, the person is thinking something else. <laughs> I don't even get it. Okay, imagine you are talking to somebody that... Okay, you know... You are talking, okay, let, let me explain how the scripture was written to you. You know how Moses wrote? You know in our today's day, in 2021, if Moses was to explain the Garden of Eden, he wouldn't explain it that way. Why did he explain it as garden and all? 
because his audience were agrarian people, that is, they were farmers. His audience were much into agriculture. So he used the happenings of his society to explain to them, to communicate it well. So that's why you see they say garden, water, tree, tree of life, tree. Because that's, what, that's how you can get it. In 2021, know your audience. We now live in a world where people are already about to go to mass. Things are happening. <laughs> you know, today now, that one Jesus was explaining 10,000 talents, 10,000 things. We know today now we can safely say 10,000 Bitcoin. <laughs> you know, or we can say 10,000 Dodge. You know, these are the days of Dodge. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, whatever is not glory in these days is not understanding. Glory! These are the days. Those are the days of Dodge. So you know we can simply say that one that Jesus was saying, ten thousand talents. We can simply say ten thousand Dodge. Because this is 2021. Are you understanding how to explain the scripture now? For calling is in the spirit. <laughs> now see. Explain your words well. Because you don't know what that person you're explaining to, what his head means. So you can be saying the scripture, the scripture. In that person's head, the person will be thinking scroll. Are you getting, are you getting what I'm saying? The person will be thinking scroll. The person will be thinking, are you saying slate? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, these are the days we explain well. You explain to the point that you say, wow, I don't have a question. Are you getting me? So that's why, personally, we, me, I'm even on the spirit to explain when. Because these are the days you will explain. Are you getting me? So now, the first mention, and I taught you something. In, oh, I don't know. I, I've not taught you this. But let me explain this. There is something in Bible in hermeneutics that deals with the law of first mention. That is, let me explain how to study the scriptures for you in one as well. If I see a word now, and that word, I don't get it well, or I, I want to study that word, I will trace it from the very first time that word was ever used in the scripture. Why did the author use this word? What's the essence? Then I bring my explanation down into make sense. Does that make sense to everybody what I've said? Also? You trace the word down. You trace it, you trace it, you trace it. What was it first used? How does it make sense? How did the writer use it here? Okay, how did it, what was the context? It will make sense to you. Now, the first word of the word worship was used in Genesis 22. Let's go there. Genesis 22, 2 to 5. Genesis 22. Genesis 22. Genesis 22. We are going to open a lot of scriptures today. So get ready for a opening spree. Genesis 22, verse 2 to 5. It says, And he said, Take now thy son, thy holy son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and cleaved the wood and the bones offerings and rose up and went to the place which God has told him. 
and and on the third day he lifted up his eyes and saw he lifted up his eyes and saw and saw the place afar off and look at verse 5 and Abraham said unto this young man unto his young man abide ye here with the house and I and the lad we go yonder and worship and come again to you that's the first time that word worship appeared in the scripture. Now, the word worship, because it is from the Old Testament now. Remember I taught you in Bible Hymnotics? Old Testament, Hebrew word, right? Yes. So we're not using Greek now. So now, the Hebrew word for, th- for the word worship is wash shasha. Shasak or shasak. Susha. Ah, sister concerning, this is for you. S H C H A H. He passed you. He passed you. S H C S H A C H A H. S H S H A H Chaka. I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. Chaka. Alright, it implies. What does it mean? To postulate. You shock you. It implies to postulate. To lie down. It shock you. It applies to prostrate, to lie down, to bow down towards the ground, to pay obeisance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obeisance now. To O B E I S E N C E obeisance. O B E I S it also implies to reverence, to venerate, to venerate, not venerate, sorry, to venerate. Now, it means to prostrate, to lie down, to bow down towards the ground, to feel obeisance. Now, observe something carefully. Let's observe something carefully. The first usage of the word worship. Let's read that place again. Look at it. I want, I'm teaching you. What I'm trying to teach you is how to study to which I'm teaching you. Now, look at that word worship. And I told you, I want all of you to go there. That's Genesis 22. Explain, I want you to get something. How did they use the word worship there? Let's look at it and tell me. Look at it. Somebody should look at it and tell me. How did they use the word worship? Not this Saturday. Saturday is for teaching and stretching your head well. Did you see play there? Look at the still well. Look at the still. The still will give you the teaser. Oh, exactly. It released with an offering. You want to offer something. 
it relates with an offering. So where the worship, worship is used there, it means something was being offered in view. So now look at verse 5 now, it will make sense. And Abraham said to his young men, Abide here with the ass. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Does that make sense? They wanted to go and do what? Offer something. Is it making sense to you now? Does everybody get it? Now, let's see another reference to the word shasaj. Oh, hey, why say it again? Shakar. Okay. Let's see another references. Let's see another place where it was used. Genesis 18.2. Genesis 18.2. Genesis 18.2. Look at it. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them at the third door and bowed himself towards the ground. What's the word? No, no, no. No, no. No. Bowed. Bowed himself. Did you even open the Bible? Yes, I, I wanted you to get the word here. What's the, what, how was worship used here now? Bow. And that's a Hebrew word. It is still the same Hebrew word. But the first English language word of worship is that place I showed you in Genesis 22. But the Hebrew word, we have seen the references. Is it making sense to you? Now, look at Genesis 19.1. So are you seeing that it means bow now? Look at Genesis 19.1. Let's read it. And there came two angels to Sodom at even, and lo, and Lot sat down at the gate of Sodom. And Lot, seeing them, rose to meet them, and he what? Bowed, Bowed himself his, and with his what? Face towards the ground. Are you seeing it means to prostrate? Is that the word shaka? Now, watch carefully. So, you see, Abraham and Lot acted the same way towards the visitors. So, it means to welcome men, to depict reverence, to respect people. So when you say I, so when you know, I'm a, okay. Look at Genesis twenty three seven. Genesis twenty three seven. Genesis twenty three seven. Are you understanding this? And the what? And Abraham stood up and bowed himself to what? To the people of the land and even the children of what? Earth. Now, look at what it did. What does that mean now? What does that, what he did in Genesis 23, 7 mean? If he paid obedience. What did I say worship means? To prostrate, to lie down, to bow your head towards, to, to, to bow your head, to bow down towards the ground, to pay what? To pay obedience. It means to reverence. So, Abraham in this place, you know the, this thing that people used to do? He did like this. Yeah, like this. Well, uh, or maybe it did like this. You know, this Yoruba thing that we used to do. There you go. So, it, it means to, it was paying obedience to the people. Look at Genesis 37, verse 7 to 8. We are tracing, I, look at something I'm doing to you now. We are tracing something gradually. Are you getting it? We are walking down the scripture. Because for us to arrive at the conclusion and say, this is what worship means, we have to trace it. Are you getting it? We are tracing it. Mm. Does, everybody, does everybody is everybody understanding this? So when somebody comes to you and tell you worship is fast song, are you seeing is are you seeing anything called fast or slow here now? No, sir. <laughs> All right. 
So I say, hey, so what's the now worship? Hey, ha, hey, hey, calm down. Look at verse 7, Genesis 37, verse 7 to 8. For behold, we are binding sheaves in the, in the field, and lo, my sheave arose. You know this Jacob, I think this is Joseph's story. And stood upright, and built your sheaves stood around, and made what? Obedience to my sheaf. So now, what did they do? A heart of pain, obedience. That is what Shaka worship. Look at Genesis 24, 26 to 27. Genesis 24, 26 to 27. And the man bowed the look at are you there? Are you there? <clears throat> And the man bowed down his head and what? Worshipped the Lord. What is that? Worship. The man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord and said, Blessed be the... He now spoke something. Blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had not let destitute my master of his mercy and the truth. I, being in the way of the Lord, led me to the house of the master brethren. So, but it says in verse 26, The man bowed down, he said, and what? Worship the Lord. Look at Exodus 4. Let's go to Moses now. Well, Moses has been the one talking, shall. But let's go to Exodus 4, verse 31. I like the sound of your Bible. It makes sense. I like hearing that noise. That makes me feel like I'm doing my work well. <clears throat> and the people what? believed and when they heard the lord had visited the children of israel and he had looked upon their picture what did they do they bowed their head and what so worship the are you if you are intelligent now you have started seeing something it shows that there is an action with worship are you seeing it is it that somebody did something worship is not just with abraham's story that we first read he offered offering right this one, they bowed their head, they worship. They paid obeisance. They did something with worship. Are you seeing? Are you, are you following this? The, 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 how many of you are following this? I'm sure your mind is wandering around. That's how it's, it should be. But we are getting there now. Look at Exodus 18 7. Exodus 18 7. Exodus 18 verse 7. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and what? Did obedience and what? Kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and they came into the tent. So you see, that's an art of showing respect. Look at Leviticus 26 verse 1. Leviticus 26 verse 1. Leviticus 26 verse 1. Leviticus 26 verse 1. You shall make, you shall make you no idol, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye set up any image of stone in your land uh, to what? Bow down unto it, for I am your Lord, your God. Look at Numbers 25.2. Let's go. I told you I'm going to be very fast. We're going to open a lot of scriptures. Because I've explained to you, our sole foundation is what? The scriptures. Look at Romans 25 verse 2. And they called the people unto the sacrifices of their God. And the people did eat and what? Bow down to their gods. 
Look at Deuteronomy 4 19. Deuteronomy 4 verse 19. Deuteronomy 4 verse 19. You know, there was something we used to do when we used to do fast test opener then. When we're in IAPY. Yes. I think it's time we'll get back to that thing. Fast test opener. Ibrahim used to win it then. But I think he's backsliding now. <laughs> and lest thou lift up thy eyes unto the heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon, and the stars, even the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to what? Worship, Worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God divided unto all the nations under the old heaven. So, you will see that worship was a way of doing things. It's, it means to, I mean, that's shakao now. So, and it's, so the Hebrew word used to express worship. Now, when we now talk about the expression of worship, another Hebrew word is used to express it. And, that's, and that whole Hebrew word means somebody is falling down. That is, you fall down. When they say so, he fall down, he's worshiping. That's shagad. S-A-G-A-D. That's the Hebrew word. S-A-G-A-D. Shagad. It, it's an expression of worship. It means to fall down. To fall down onto. To fall down onto. Now look at how it was used. You, you look at mm, let's let's see Isaiah forty four. Isaiah forty four verse fifteen to nineteen. Isaiah forty four verse fifteen to nineteen. Verse fifteen to nineteen. Isaiah forty four verse fifteen to nineteen. Then shall it be for a man to born, and he shall take thereof. And warm himself, ye ye can do it and bake it bread, ye ye make it a god and worship it. He make it unto the graven image and fall it down there unto. You see that word there, fall it down there unto. Look at verse 6 of that Isaiah 44. Verse 6 of that same place. He says, One shall say, I am the Lord, and another shall call himself by the name of Jacob. And another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and so, and so name him. Oh, I'm reading verse seven. I'm reading verse five. Sorry, it's, I should be reading verse six. Verse six says, "Thus saith the Lord, King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord the Host. I am the first and the last, and there is, and beside me there is no God." Now observe the word. That word shagad was used to accompany the word shakshem. Anyway, what's the thing? Shakar. The word shagad was used to accompany the word shak. Shakar. Now look at in that verse fourteen, verse fifteen. It says, "Look at in that verse fifteen of that Isaiah forty-four. It says, it says something there. It says, uh, it says." And worship it, it and make it, it a graven and fall down there unto. So you see that it's, it first used the word worship it, shakal, to accompany the word shaga. Are you, are, are you seeing it now? Is any of you lost? It's, it's a word that is accompanying it so that it, it worship it, then it make the person fall down. Now, watch carefully. The word worship. We can say it has a way to, we can simply say it can be used to describe an action. 
to fall down onto. Worship can be used to describe an action to fall down onto. Or we can say to bow your head on the ground. You know when we say, let's bow our knees. You say, we bow on our knees. Some people still say, some people still be standing. Many times I stand because ah, I don't want to go and act like Tunu. Sometimes we, we, we sing this song. We bow down and worship Yahweh. Some people are standing. Did you do not hear the lyrics? You bow down. Bow down. Ah, or when you are, this is how we should be. I'm not joking. That we have to act worship. Are you seeing it? You see, you see, they worship the are you do you see the precedent of what we read all through the scriptures? They did something we worship. Are you seeing it? Where is fast or slow here? <laughs> worship is the slow one, right? Yeah. Okay. I think I'm getting it one by one. <laughs> so the word worship is primarily in the Old Testament. Used to be, is used for an offering. That is something is given. And it also describes the attitude of the giver. What attitude did you use to give what you are giving? You know, when they sing a song and they say, we bow down. There's one song I'm going to let you guys sing. I love that song. Uh, A.Y. saw me singing that song yesterday. So we say, great is the Lord in whom we have the victory. He hates us against the enemy. We bow down on our knees. Because when you are standing and the song is telling you bow down your knees, you are proud. Then you are not worshipping well because there is an attitude to worship. Are you getting this now? Because they did something with worship. You will see a song that says, As we lift our hands, you, your, your own ones is down. They say, As we lift our hands. That's why the song says, We offer adoration. Or oh, as we lift our voice, you, 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 you are not even singing. You are just enjoying the music. <laughs> They say, as we lift our voice, you should, as we lift our voice, we offer songs of praise. You, so, are you seeing why the words and the content of what you are seeing, you have to pay attention? Because there is an action to do. I'm teaching you how to be a true Christian. <laughs> are you getting me? It's, wait, if you understand it to this point, let me see your hands. I like I like that brother. <laughs> so it describes an attitude, an attitude of the giver. It dis- no. So you see, when Abraham wanted to worship, the Bible says he paid obeisance, he bowed down. Are you getting this? The, it displayed an attitude, a veneration, a reverence. How much do you reference the person you are singing to? Many of you will be you'll be worshipping. They'll say, close your eyes. You, you open your own. You can't, you can't be a worshipper. They say, lift your hands. Your own hands is on the ground. They say, sing that song now. You, you are just quiet. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
It displays an attitude. And you see what worship means? Does anybody understand this? So worship, it describes the attitude of Gira. It's in the Old Testament, it refers to an offering. You know, I have not entered the new now. I'm still in the old. How many of you noticed that? Mm-hmm. I've never entered the new testament. I'm still in the old testament. Now, it displays an attitude, a veneration, the attitude of the giver. Now, let's move gradually. Let's move gradually. There's something I will teach you a couple of years to come or in subsequent time. I'll teach you this thing called and the true worshippers shall worship in the spirit and in truth. I don't know if you want to learn that thing, what it means. It's supposed to be in this teaching, but I took it away deliberately because I have a focus. I just want to teach you what praise and worship means in this thing and focus on other thing. Then we'll move, we'll move gradually. Now, let's move. The direct Greek translation of Shasak is the word. So, let me explain. It's called the Septuagint. Let me explain how it means, how it works. You know, when we want to bring word from Yorubana into English, okay, let me give me one Yoruba word we can translate to English. Oh, this, look, let me give you one. Let me give you one that, that will not look like English. That we, that, you know, there's a Yoruba word that when you, you cannot really understand until you go back to the Yoruba word. Okay, just like Ajanoku. Let's, let's use one. Ajanokuto Miboki Jikiji. Now, Yoruba student, give me the, the meaning. <laughs> don't be, don't be black and maroon now. Don't be, you're gonna see crazy. Don't be a black and maroon. The lion that shakes the But now, now, come is that you don't understand what it means, right? I just said Ajanokuto Miboki Jikiji. Now you're what does this mean? Promise, I'm sure you are watching. What does this mean? Now, if Chabaka, <laughs> Chabaka is half you, but you are wondering what does it mean? Now, in English, that word means the lion that shakes the bush. But we Yorubana, we know that that word is more than that meaning. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, let me give you another one. Okay, you will know this one. Munjayorimi. I'm sure you have heard it before. I'm enjoying the life. I'm eating the English. Let's do English. I'm eating the life of my head. But does that mean in normal terms? It means more than it. Do you get the example? So now, when we say a word was taken from the evil to the Greek. Now, what they, they call it the Septuagint. What it means is they brought out the best way to explain it from the Hebrew word into the Greek. Does that make sense to everyone? So now, the Hebrew word is shakash. Um, shash. There's every shasha market in every state. Abi, is it just me? The shasha market in Lagos, the shasha market in Akure, the shasha market everywhere. And what they sell is tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's not Shasha. There's one musician many years ago, Shasha P. I don't even remember that name. Shasha P. Shasha P. I don't even remember. Ah, she was one of the largest green, I mean. She the one. It's TYP one that sang TYP. There's one song she sang that made her popular. I forgot to do. Oh, look at that one. She's in the street of the largest green. 
Glory. Instead of waiting to be seen, they feed our wives. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, now. What was I saying? Someone take me back. Shaka. The, the now, the Hebrew word is shaka. Now, the best way for the scholars to bring out what shaka means for the people in Greek. You know, let me tell you. When you are teaching the Bible, you have to be intelligent too. The Bible requires intelligence. You know, I will teach a 70-year-old grammar now, or an 80-year-old grammar, who doesn't understand English, or who understands Yoruba now, with different from the way I'm teaching you. I will have to bring words to fine-tune and make her understand into her terms. Because every Bible teacher must know how to interpret the scriptures to his audience. Now, watch carefully. Now, what did those Septuagints did? They brought out the Hebrew word to explain to them in the Greek. Does that make sense to everyone? Now, if I want to explain and teach what I'm teaching you in Yoruba now, hope you know the way I'm explaining to will be different. Because the words I use now will not be the same words I'm using. I don't know if you understand it. If you were to explain it now in Igbo to somebody, let's say you want to explain to your mother now in Igbo, you know, you will not explain it the same way. You will not follow the same pattern I will. You will have to explain it to the way and the best description. Your mother will understand it in Hebrew. Does that make sense to you now? That is a, that is, that, that, that's how it's going to work. That's, that's how it's going to be. So now, that's what they did with the Septuagint. Now, what's now the Hebrew word for worship? The Greek word now, I mean, sorry. The Greek word now for worship, it means proskenio. Proskenio. P-R-O-S. K-U-N-E-O P-R-O-S-K-U-N-E-O P-R-O-S-K-U-N-E-O It's still saying something. It means to prostrate. So it's what you ah, even in the Even in the Greek, it means to prostrate. To pay homage. To show respect. So, are you seeing when we say just just inside attraction? When we are in service and we say lift your hands, what are we doing? Are we worshiping? Yes. Is that a sign of worship? When we kneel down and worship, oh, I've already given the answer. When we lift our hands, what are we doing? Worship. When we close our eyes, what are we doing? So when I say lift your hands, does it make sense to you now? Because it means what? Postrate to pay homage to what? To what? To show respect. Did you see where people clapped here now? Worship is the slow one, right? It's the slow song, right? I did not say anything. So now, it was used in the following text. Let's see where it was used. You know where I, how I got where it was used. Let's see where it was used. The first place it was used in the New Testament. Now we are in the New Testament. Matthew 2 verse 2. Where? In the King James. <laughs> Emphasis. Because there's now street church. So we have, to, we have to be careful. Very soon now, there will be Mali's church. <laughs> but you know what? Baba says something, says, By in, in, in five to ten years, we are going to hold the moral atmosphere of the world. Yes. So that 
where people would, would, would change a lot of patterns. And people would, I believe it for North America. I said it for Africa, specifically for Nigeria. But me, I'm believing it for North America. What we hold the moral state of the world. Prisco. So he said, so Matthew 2, verse 2, it says, saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star that we can. We have what? We have seen his star in the what? And we are what? Look at Revelation 22, verse 9. So now, when they say they came to worship him, what did they come to do? So what did the wise men came to do? Say, 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 you are right. Pay respect. Does that make sense to you? Where did you see they were doing slow worship, slow fast? Is it making sense? So I want you to be different. When we say lift your hands, ah, hope you know, <laughs> brethren, you know that there is a God you are trying to respect. He's not your mate. When you're in a worship service, it's not a time to feel good. Is, is it making sense now? Is it a feel-good time? No. no. Are you seeing the difference? So when the minister of the gospel is trying to help us, are you seeing that ah, he's, he's losing it? <laughs> are, you, are you getting it now? Because worship simply means we are in adoration. That's why I like that song. That's why I specifically let us sing that song last year. As we lift our head. You remember that's what, that was one song? I told you guys quite, I said, that's one height of the song for us. How I many of you remember that? I told you. I told you guys that that's the height of the song for me in this, in this conference. As we lift our hands. We, I told you that you must emphasize. What did I tell you guys quiet? You must emphasize that everybody must lift up their hands. I told you that that must be the emphasis last year. That every one of you that come out to sing, emphasize that word. As we lift our hands, we offer adoration. Oh, as we lift our voice. I think we will sing it again this year. As we lift our voice, we offer songs of praise. So when we have free songs of praise and we are singing in the Holy Ghost, I'm, I'm opening your head up now. Is it, are you guys seeing it? Revelation 22 verse 9. Are you getting blessed? I'm sure after this meeting, your eyes, your ears, your nose, your spirit will open up. Look at Revelation 22 verse 9. Then he said unto them, See, do it not, for I am your what? Fellow servant and thy prophet, and their brethren and thy prophet, and, and of them which keep the saints, of this book, worship God. So now, the word proskenio basically means to reverence. You reverence someone. When, when we say we reverence somebody, you know, that means we hold the person in what? I save esteem. Are you getting it? We reverence. Now, look at Matthew 4 verse 9. Matthew 4 verse 9. Matthew 4 verse 9. Matthew 4 verse 9. Oh, glory, glory, glory. Look at Matthew 4, verse 9. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou will what? Fall down and what? Was the devil saying, Jesus should sing? 
I'm sure you've never seen it like this before. I'm sure you are, your eyes has not seen it this way before. Was the devil telling Jesus to worship him here? To sing? <laughs> oh, tell me now. <laughs> I'm sure your eyes has not seen it this way before, right? I'm sure in your mind you will say, ah, what? You, you've not even just paid attention. <laughs> you have worship me. you just not paid What was the devil trying to do here? So why, do you not see why Jesus can't do it? So you know that Jesus will bow down. Are you, see, are you getting the gist? Let's read on. In, and Jesus said unto him, <laughs> That's why Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan. It is written, Thou shalt what? You know, we read it in the Taonomy. Today, we just read it in the Taonomy, where it says, You must not make a graven image, but worship God. So, who are human beings to pay respect and homage and obedience and everything to? God! <laughs> I like this atmosphere. When it's as though a bulb is just opened. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Acts 10 verse 25. Bible study is interesting. How many of you see it? I, I love Bible study. I love things that tax my brain. And Peter was coming to Cornelius. And Peter was coming in. Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and what? Worship him here with me what? He paid respect. He referenced him. He paid obedience. Is it making sense now? He prostrated. 1 Corinthians 14 25. <laughs> Let's see, Paul. 1 Corinthians 14 25. He says, Thus are the secret of his heart made manifest. And so falling down on his face. You see, Paul used all the words. Falling down on his face. He will worship God and report that God is in you of the truth. When the man has seen the gifts of the Spirit in demonstration, what did the man do? He worshiped God. So, why do we not... I'm trying not to get into the script of next week. When we say, stop, stop, stop being like this. When somebody gives the gifts of the Spirit or somebody ministers the gifts of the Spirit. Are you seeing it in 1 Corinthians 14? That is not the response. The response is of a truth. He knows there is God. And he what? Worship God. That's why when we, when, we, when we see the gifts of the Spirit in demonstration, what do we do? We rejoice. We are not saying, ah, you know, when we start doing, <laughs> oh, what am I getting into my next week's script? When we start doing, it's, it's because an entertainment show. You only clap for people that entertained you. Oh, that's next week. So, let's take for today first. Take today's one. So, the phrase to fall down is accompanied with the word proskenio. Paul, I like Paul. Paul just used everything. He fall down on the face and worship him. He used everything together. <laughs> he, he used shakal. Remember the word shakal? He used shakal and shagat. He used everything together. <laughs> but he says fall down. So, worship, and we can also say, so, are you understanding the word worship now? Is worship making sense to you? Because also it's our praise. I, I, I don't want to go into the intricate of this before all of you become too heretical. So I'm just... <laughs> I, just I just told myself I'm going to stay on the surface level. In years to come, we'll expand on this much more. Now, look at the word. So worship, we can also see another Greek word called rebomai. Rebomai means 
R-E-B-O-M-A-I. R-E-B-O-M-A-I. It's still the same thing. To venerate, to reverence, to adore. Adore, 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 Jesus, I adore you. Ooh, ooh. It means to adore. So you see, when you are doing all of these things, you are not, you are not hyper. Huh? <laughs> Come on, you adore you. You know, you are losing it. <laughs> you lose the beauty. <laughs> that, that's not how to reverend. You know, you can't be reverend. It's just like you're in White House and you want to greet Biden, Joe Biden, and you're saying, <laughs> Brethren, <laughs> I, I greet you. I greet you. You know, they will, they will boot you out. They will use all of you on to deport you back <laughs> to, <laughs> to Indiana. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But when you are there, you are in awe. You're just like, wow. Well done, President. Mr. President, sir. You know, that's worshipping him. So those spiritual, they come back home. Those spiritual, like say, are worshipping the President. That is basically what you are doing. <laughs> you are worshipping him. You're like, you're in reverence. That's why when you stand before those people, you're not joking. They will even tell you, put your phone off. Because you are in the midst. That's why when you come to service, are you seeing the difference? You're not coming to... An entertainment ground. You're not coming to a concert. That's why even the minister or the song minister must understand this. That these times are not times for... It's not time for... Can you take this to say kangaroo ops? They are not times for kangaroo ops. They are times for a serious business. So, you know, people, people focus on teaching. They pay less attention on the praise and worship aspect of the church. They don't feel like it's nothing, Joe. Let people dance away their sorrow. People will dance away their sorrow, and then when the world is going on, they will sleep off. They will dance, dance and dance, turn around, oh yiggy yiggy, rababa, shake shake shake. This is my next week. Someone I'm entering into coffee and dancing. <laughs> Then the word, 45 minutes. Praise our word. You know, when we're younger, we want to hold conferences like that. Opening prayer, five minutes. Fast. Ah, opening, ah, how many minutes? Me as a Jew, do you want to pray? Did we come here to pray? Ah, opening prayer, five minutes. Praise and worship. Ah. That's the time we'll cancel, we'll put it back. You take 30, no, no, no. 35. No, no, 40. We sing. He, Kabai. And that's place one. Ah! Which, do you people used to attend conferences when you're in Nigeria? Place one. That's opening praise. Yeah. Opening praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Then you now say Bible reading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the next one. And that Bible reading, just read one verse Psalm 91, verse 1. <laughs> That you let the shaking people of God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise God. Then may God bless the video of His word. Amen. Special presentation, one hour. That's the time. The time we have all been waiting for. Let's invite Jesus' house. <laughs> Those are the there are churches that gave us problem when we we tried to break through. I came from breakthrough or that breakthrough. There are churches that will threat to our dancing skills. 
Bankoli will have been looking. Bankoli is in our group there, Miss Oji Bankoli, that's how it, we are, they used to call us Arometa. Bankoli will have been looking, what did Jesus have ordered? So we put them first, so that we go last, so that if there's things we can quickly change, so that our dance will be top. So Bankoli will have been looking. Bankoli will stand at the ground, Bankoli calm down, tell him Bankoli calm down. They just do all that, get up! If he did it before, he can't. Sorry, I don't know why it's that song that I always call it. Because that's when I danced. <laughs> Let's get back. <laughs> what it means to adore, to reverence, to penetrate, to venerate, sorry. So, when we adore God, I would love to show you more scriptures, but because of time. So, you were, so even in the book of Acts, and you will see it was used. Um, there's another Greek word too. Uh, let me just give you that one. Sebomai. S-E-B-O-M-A-I. It was used 10 times in the New Testament, especially in the book of Acts. When you see that word worship in the book of Acts, worship, bow down, all those things, it's a word Sebomai. S-E-B-O-M-A-I. In the book of Acts now. And it, it, was majorly, it was majorly used in the book of Acts. It was actually used like 10 times, actually, but majorly in the book of Acts. And it, it, is, it, is, it is for a devoted or a devoted form of worship. A devotion. Worship is devotion. Have you seen this now? Does everybody understand? Worship is a devotion. It's like a consecration time. When, when we are singing about our realities in Christ, we are not singing happy. Are you getting me? We, are, we, are, we know what we are saying. It's the whole glory. We will rejoice. But our rejoicing to is devoted. That's why I'm good. It's a series. I'll teach you capital and that's the same thing. I'll teach you rejoicing. So worship is based on what Jesus has done for us. What he is doing in us. And what he has is doing through us. So we honor it. Don't you honor what God has done? Honor means you reverence it. I thought you honor, right? You esteem it highly. You honor it. You reverence. You respect it. It's not time to be shouting. No, you're not in a concert. Even in a, don't you see the way he sung in their concert worship? How many of you have watched their live performance? Do you notice they don't jump around and they just sing? Lift your hands. How many of you notice they are only so with their hands up? Yeah. Because that's how it is. We honor it, we reverend it, we respect it, we call it worship. So the validity and effectiveness of Christian service are established upon the offering of Jesus Christ. Anything done outside the poverty of that offering of Jesus Christ cannot be called a true testament worship. It can't be called worship. Anything that is not done in what Christ has done, that is not embedded in, in the old sacrifice, cannot be called worship. Because true worship is based on what Jesus has done. So, worship refers to all Christian conduct that honors God in and through Jesus Christ. Look at what I said. I said, worship refers to all Christian conduct that do what? 
that what honors God in and through Jesus Christ. As you are taking notes, do you know that that is honor to God's word? Can we safely call that worship? No, are you getting what I'm saying? As you are seated, taking notes, listening, opening the scriptures, paying attention to God's word, do you know that means you honor God's word? Can we safely call that worship? When we are praying and we are in devoted prayers, we honor our prayers. Can we call that worship? When we are singing to the Lord, can we call that worship? Does that make sense to everybody? Worship refers to what? All Christian conduct that what? Honors God in our what? Through Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do we understand worship now? Is it fast or slow yet? Is this still slow? It's still kind of slow. <laughs> We're getting it. Now let's look at praise. We see worship, right? Now let's see praise. We saw it through the Old Testament into the New Testament to Paul, right? We saw it through. I just try to give you an overview of worship. I'm trying to not go deep into it. Later on in the years to come, I promise you, we'll expound much more. But I'm just giving you, I'm opening your bob shell into many of these things. Now look at praise. Let's go back to the beginning. Remember, the scripture is the, our basic foundation, right? It's our basic foundation to everything. Now let's see. The first mention of the word praise in the Old Testament. Let's see it. Genesis 29. We're about to go down another opening spray. Genesis 29 verse what? Verse 35. Genesis 29, verse 35. This is about to get interesting. Look at it. Genesis 25, verse what? 35. Hmm. 35. Oh, 29, verse 35. 29, 35. Want to see the first mention of the word praise in the Old Testament and in King James. <laughs> because these are the era of street church. I don't know. I'm sure somebody will listen to this my audio and say and, 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 and tell me that what, what has street church done? I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Alright. Genesis 29, verse 35. And she conceived again, and what? And bare his son. And she said, I will praise the name. I will praise the Lord. Therefore, she called his name what? Judah. And left the child. So we can simply say praise means Judah. That's how we will bear Judah. It means praise. And you didn't know? Judah means praise. Even Judas means praise. But because of the person that now bears the word Judas, people cannot simply give their name Judah again. That's why people will be lion of the child of Judah now. You don't know. I did not say that too. That's the eminotic. <laughs> so the word praise in Genesis 29 verse 35 is from the Hebrew word yada. I don't know if you have heard that word before. Yada. Yada worship. Uh, there's one song people that do yada. Yada. L-E-Y-A. Remember Hebrew word because we are what? In the Old Testament. Y-A-D-A-H. It simply means to revere or worship. So I say, ah, how? Yada, yada. 
It simply means to revere or worship. That's the meaning of yada. To revere or worship. Revere, how he V E R E. Not revere. Not have a river. The word yada is used by Jacob to Judah in Genesis. It's also used by Jacob to Judah in Genesis 49, verse 8. Let's go on another opening screen. Genesis 49, verse 8. Genesis 14. Are you there? Genesis 49, verse 8. Are you there? Genesis 49, verse 8. It says, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall what? Are you there? Yes, Judah, thou art whom the brethren shall what? Praise. Thy hand shall be the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow what? Down. Are you seeing the? Are you seeing how they used it now? You praise and they bow what? Are you seeing the? Are you seeing how they used it now? Because you have to be intelligent with the scripture. Look at how they used it. Look at it again. See it yourself. Let's read it again. Judah, look at it. Judah, thou art whom the brethren shall praise. That hand shall be the neck of the enemies, their father's children shall what? Bow down before him. That is to reverence, to worship him. Do you get it? Okay, now let's move on. Look at Exodus 15 11. Exodus 15 11. We are about entering Moses. This is Moses. Well, we are in Moses anyway. Exodus 15 11. Are you understanding something, guys? Exodus yes, 15 11. It says, This is the song. Who is like unto thee? Oh Lord, who is like unto thee? Oh Lord, among the gods, who is like thee? Glorious in holiness, fearfully praise, always doing wonders. So the word praises was used there. So now you see the word praises, fearfully praises. The word praises is from the Hebrew word. It's from another Hebrew word. T E. H I Tehila. Oh, I've taught you guys before that. No. Okay. Tehila. So what they have used it. So what they have used it. Tehila. T E H I L L A H. T E H I L L A H. It refers to it refers to a laudation. A laudation. L-A-U-D-A-T-I-O-N Laudation When you are being vocal about something Does that make sense? Do your work now You, you, do laudation Do your work What does it mean? Sister Perry What does laudation mean? There are some people I must have in my service People like (laughs) I need Sister Gosnell to be doing that work so it means laudation. Look at Psalm 22, verse 3. We are on a journey. We are on a journey to what? Praise, right? When praises go up. <laughs> is that what it means? No. No, that's not what. 
That's not what it means, oh, brethren. But Psalm 22, verse 3. Let's see it. Are you there? He says, Now, what did he say? He says, But that only thou, O thou that inhabited the praises of what? Israel. Now, the word Eli is also used in Psalm 46, verse 7. Look at Psalm 47, Psalm 47, not 46, Psalm 47, verse 6, sorry. Psalm 47, verse 6. 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 He says, sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises unto our king, sing praises. Now, in this psalm, I mean, I think Psalm 47 is it. The Hebrew word, Zama, was now used. I don't even know Zama. Zama means praises, yes. Z-A-M-A, Zama. It was also used, Psalm 103, verse 20. Let's, let's, be, let's be fast now. Psalm 103, because I have another teaching meeting somewhere. Psalm 103, verse 20. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, and he that come and do his commandment unto the voice of the Lord. Look at Psalm 104, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, O Lord my God, that's great and that's truth in honor and majesty. Now you see the word blessed. The word blessed. Is the Hebrew word Barak. It is similar to the same word, blessed. We are blessed in all spiritual places, in high places. You know, those in that place was used in Ephesians 1 verse 3 where it says, Blessed be the God who has blessed us in all spiritual places and heavenly places. That's the word Barak. Blessed is from the Hebrew word Barak. Now, blessed is from the Hebrew word Barak. Now, let's see something. In the in the Greek, we have seen the Old Testament now, right? Should we go to the Greek yet? Okay, let's. Okay, we'll come back to the Old Testament a bit. All right, look at that word in Ephesians one three. Look, look at Ephesians one verse three. Look at Ephesians one verse three. Are you understanding something? But you, wait, I know you are still like okay. What phrases mean? Like about the time. What does praise mean? It says, Blessed be the God who has what? Who has what? So that word blessed is from the word eulogium. I don't know if I've heard that before. before. Eulogium. E-U-L-O-G-E-O. E-U-L-O-G-E-O. Eulogium. It means to speak well of. To praise. I'm explaining the word blessed now. To speak well of. Eulogio. To speak well of. To pray. Just like saying, I'm talking about Shamaka now. And I'm saying good things about her. I'm speaking well of her. And you know I'm praising her. Saying, ah, you know she's good. She's that. You know her head too will be swelling. You know all of those things. Which she is not. But you know she's a good. But you know she's still good. You know, so, <laughs> but you know her head will be swelling. But that's eulogy. Speak well of. 
That means to praise. So the word praise is an activity. It implies that something is being done. Praise is an activity. It means something is being done and it is expressed in gladness. You know you can't speak good about somebody and be sad. You know when you are speaking good about Chamaka, you know, Chamaka is so good and you know, Chamaka is so good. Chamaka is, Chamaka is the best. Chamaka is, Chamaka is fine. And you are just bony, you know? It doesn't match up what you are saying. I don't know if you notice. Now, so you are speaking well of something and it's an activity that is being done and it is expressed in gladness. Psalm 4 verse 7. Look at Psalm 4 verse 7. Psalm 4 verse 7. Psalm 4, please, let's be fast. Psalm 4 verse 7. Psalm 4 verse 7. Thou hast put gladness in my heart more than in the time that their corn of their wine increased. Psalm 33 verse 21. Look at the word gladness there. That is, it is expressed in gladness. Because you have gladness in your heart. Look at Psalm 33 verse 21. Psalm 33 verse 21. For our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in what? In his holy name. So now, we are, we are, we are on a journey to understand praise. Now, let's see how praise was used in the four Gospels. The word praise was used in the four Gospels or was used in the four Gospels six times. It was used six times in five verses in the four Gospels. It was used six times in five verses in the four Gospels. Do you want to see it? Or we should skip it? No, we're not going to see it. It was used... It was used what? Six times in what? Five verses in the four Gospels. Look at Matthew 21, verse 16. Is somebody, is, is somebody here already thinking? How many of you here is thinking, okay, what can this praise mean? I think I've given an int already as, as I've gone. How many of you can get, guess an int at now? Uh, you are speaking well of. Now expressed in what? Gladness. Okay. We still don't know. Oh, don't know. Hold on. Don't conclude yet. Matthew 21 verse 16. Are we ready? Now let's see. He says what? He says, And he said unto them, Yearest thou what this say? Look at it too. Yearest thou what this say? Jesus said unto them, Ye have not, ye have, ye have you read out of the mouth of babes? And sucklings, thou shalt have perfected praise. Ah, there was one time too, when we were younger, we used these scriptures as our team. Perfected praise. Kabaya. <laughs> oh, glory. God has forgiven us. Luke 18, verse 43. Luke 18, 43. We are, you know, we are saying four Gospels, not just one place. Four Gospels means what? Exactly. Lazy to John. <laughs> Just looking for shortcut every week. Just nobody should stress your life. I will stress it. Matthew 
So we are looking at Luke 18 43. Look at it, it says, And immediately he received the sight and followed him, glorifying God. Pay attention to all these verses, you will get it. Glorifying God and all the people. And when they saw it, they did what? They They gave praise unto God. Look at Luke 19, verse 37. The same, the next chapter, verse 37. He says, And when he was come nigh, even now, at the desert of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of disciples began to rejoice and what? You know now, this is now New Testament. And is what? Rejoice and praise God with what? For all the what? Is your head thinking now? What did I tell you praise was then? Laudation. Okay. We are getting there. Now, look at John 9, 24. Remember I told you it was used six times in what? Five verses. John 9, verse 24. Then again called the man that was bright and said unto him, Give God the praise. We know this man is a sinner. John 12, verse 43. John 12, 43. And they love the praise of men more than what? The praise of God. So you see where it was, why it was used in five verses. The praise of men and the praise of God. Alright. Now look at the word praising. The word praising now, you know, praise is different from praising. Let's see where praising was used. It was used like 30 times. Luke 2.13. Let's see Luke. We are seeing the word praising. We want to see the word praising now. Praising the Lord. Let's see. Luke 2.13. It says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, so when they were praising God, they were saying something. Luke 2, verse 20. Luke 2, 20. Luke 2, 20. And the shepherd returned, glorifying and now, and praising God for all the things they've seen, all the things that they've heard and seen and told of them. Look at Luke 24, verse 55. Luke 24, verse 55. It says, Oh, there was no Luke 24, 55. So it should be Luke 24, 53. And we are Luke 24, 53. And we're continually in the temple praising and what? Blessing, eulogio, blessing God always. So observe that the word praising was used for what? God. Did you see it now? If you read all true where we read, praising was used for what? God, all true. Now let's see praises in the epistles. We've seen the Old Testament. We've seen the four Gospels. Now let's see the Epistles. You see, when we're doing worship, we saw the Old Testament. We saw the four Gospels. Then we saw 1 Corinthians 14. Right? Now. So what is here? Alright. Look at praising the Epistles. Romans 2, verse 29. 
at 229. Oh. Romans 229. He is a Jew, which is one inwardly and a circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, not of the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of what? Now, this is, it refers to a commendation. This part now refers to a commendation. Now, let's do another, a quick assignment. Romans 13, 13, Romans 13, 3. What does, what is, what commendation is it talking about? Romans 13, 3. Let's read it. Because I don't want you to sleep off. So sleep off for me. Romans 13.3 Romans 13.3 So what commendation is he giving to? Commendation to who? Rulers, not ministers, you don't see ministers here. Rulers and those that are in authority. Now, look at 1 Corinthians 14.5. We are in the epistles now, so you have to be intelligent. Romans, 1 Corinthians 14.5. I would that ye all speak with tongues. I mean, is that what I want to read? No, 1 Corinthians 4.5, not 14.5. 1 Corinthians 4.5. 1 Corinthians 4.5, sorry. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the word, until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the evil things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsel of the earth, and then shall make every man have what? Praise of God. That refers to a commendation of God. Now, huh? there are several scriptures to show you. Can we do it very fast? Yes, sir. Very fast? Can we do an opening spray now? Very fast. Yes. Alright, let's go. 2 Corinthians 8.18. 2 Corinthians 8.18. 2 Corinthians 8.18. I want to open all the scriptures. I want, to see, I want you to see it. 2 Corinthians 8.18. 2 Corinthians 8.18. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. <laughs> Ephesians 1.6. Let's go. We are seeing praises in the new te- in the epistles. Ephesians 1 6. Ephesians 1 6. It says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he has made us accepted in the beloved. Ephesians 1 12, verse 12 of that same place. That we should be the what? The praise of his glory, who has first trusted in Christ. Ephesians 1 14, verse 14 of that place, which is the earnest inheritance unto the redemption of the possessed position, unto what? I'm sure your mind is thinking, right? If, you're, if I were you, I would be thinking. Let's go to Philippians now. Philippians 1. Philippians 1, verse 11. It says, Be filled with fruit of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and what? Praise God. Philippians 4, 8. The same Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. 
It says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are poor, whatsoever things are loving, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on what? First Peter 1 7. We are almost done. Wow. We are almost done with our opening speech. First Peter 1 7. It says, what did it say? It says, the trial of your faith being much in precious than good, that cherished, though it be tried with fire, be found, and unto praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. First Peter 2 4. Now I think we have been able to look through the epistle. First Peter 2. No, let's look at 14, not 4. Abby? Uh, yes, 14. Yeah, 14. Okay. All unto the governors, unto them that are sent by him, the punishment of evil draft for the praise of them that do well. So we've seen it. We've seen looked, we looked through the whole Bible. <laughs> so the word used here implies approval. When we say praise, it means an approval. What is approved or what is commended? What is approved or what is commended? So now let's see. What it means to sing praise. We just looked at the overview of what praise means. Now, let's look at another subject. What does it mean to sing praise? What we say? We are singing praise. Singing to the Lord in praise. Okay, it's not a praise. Okay. What does it mean to sing praise? Praise means commendation. What is approved of? To sing praise would be to sing what is approved of. Or what is commended of. So you, have, you can't just sing anything. Are you getting this? To praise means commendation. Or what is approved of. So to sing praise. Would be to sing what is approved of. Or to sing what is commended of. When you want to commend the White House government. Joe Biden, you know there are certain phrases you can't use. What of you know? Especially when you're in the White House, not when you're on Twitter. <laughs> there are things you can't say. You even be well scripted. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you will sing to him what is approved of. Imagine he invites you to come and sing. You know, you the Riaza you'll have done. <laughs> They will have vetted, it's not even just, they will vet your songs. I don't know if you know. Before you come and do those things, they will have script. What time do you want? Sing the one that he likes. Even when you are singing the one like that, let's check it well. Uh, I don't think he's going, I don't think this part is necessary in this song. You know, I remember, so, let me skip that one explanation. So, he's singing what is approved of. Now watch. So, to sing praise to God, means to sing what God approves or to sing to commend God. When we are saying, when we are saying, He gave it all for us and He gave it all and He gave me yourself so I can be your own. Do you know that is what God approves of because that is what He has done. Does that make sense? When we say we are commending God, 
All my life you have been faithful. Does that make sense to you now? All my life, all my life you have been so, so good. What are we doing? We are commending him. Does that make sense to you? We are singing what it approves. And how are we going to sing it? Wait. Look at, look at Matthew 26 verse 30. Look at Matthew 26 verse 30. The apostles and Jesus sang him at the Passover ceremony. So we say, Jesus sang? Well, let's see it. Matthew 26 verse 30. He says, and they sung an hymn. They went out of the Mount of Olives. They sang something. Look at Matthew 26, verse 28 to 29. That Matthew, you, you, if you look at Matthew 20, look at the, the verse before it. It says, this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. Verse 29. But they say unto you, I will not drink yes for from the fruit of the vine, until the day which I drink it new with you, my father's kingdom. Look at verse 13. And they had sang an hymn. What do you think they were singing about? Verse 28 to 29. They were singing in line with verse 28 to 29. Does that make sense to you guys? Now, watch carefully. So, they sang an hymn, and it was believed that they sang what is in Psalm 78 and Psalm 118. That traditionally, people would tell you what they sang in that Psalm 26 is Psalm 78 and Psalm 118 that was sung. So, it's important to know that uh, what I just wanted us to know is that Jesus also sang. And um, Jesus was and Jesus was not offering a song to God uh, for emotion. He was not singing emotional song, but a song of commendation to God. So that's why we say, when we say, when we say, uh, when, when some people are singing emotional song, um, what's emotional song can I use? Feel me up till I overflow. I wanna run. No, watch. How does that commend God? Or how does that? Are you are you are you thinking now? When we say feel me, but when we say I am filled. I am overflow. Now I run over. Now I run over. What are we doing? We are commending the fact that we are filled. Commending and, and eulogizing what he has done. Does that make sense to you guys? So, when, why do we sing much of our realities in Christ? I like the song. Um, um, one song by his song. Ah. Um, uh, Shoot, oh. Remind me one is one's popular song. What a beautiful name is it? What a beautiful name. What is it doing? What is it doing? The name of Jesus. That is not an emotional song. Christ my. What a beautiful name. There's one song by Sinatch. Every other God that dead and that dead. Jesus Christ then rose again. No, why can't? See, what are we doing? 
What are we doing? We are commending you. We are singing what is approved. We are singing of a finished fact. We are, we are speaking well. You know, when you are speaking well of somebody, you are speaking of what he has done. When I want to speak of Shemaka now, I'll say, you know, Shemaka has done this. Let's give her a round of applause. She has done this. So, are you getting this? So, when we say, um, when we say, um, uh, you provide the fire, you provide the sacrifice. I will provide. How would you do it? <laughs> no, no. He will provide the fire. You will not provide the sacrifice. How are you going to provide it? Are you Abraham and Isaac? Even Abraham and Isaac could not provide the sacrifice. What's the continuation of the song? Say, you provide the fire. I provide the sacrifice. Are you wait in the New Testament? The Bible says, Out of your bellies shall flow out rivers of living water. Don't be the God. So we are filled to the overflow. The function of the Holy Ghost in us means we are filled. Feel you to now open your mouth. Feel me. Feel me. How about changing a day? You have provided the fire. You have provided the sacrifice. Now I am filled. Exactly. There's also we just trash. Look at another one. Look at one of his songs. Is this popular in song song again? Apart from what the beat for me. Ocean. No, no, no ocean. Uh, okay. Okay. Broken no, not broken record. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Who the song set free? Who is free? Look at what they are doing. And look at look at the mindset of what they did. Were they jumping around when they were singing that song? Yeah. They were all reverence. Look at that aspect of them singing. No, another person is saying, I don't Forgot it. Ah, they twisted a song. They now did it like Fuji. Eh, the, eh, Jesus one. Eh, Jesus two. Eh, Jesus three. Ah, eh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Eh. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah, hey. I looked at my life. I was like, hey. And those are the type of churches people like. <laughs> you know they started saying, Oh, let me tell you one. Sorry. You. My friend came home one day. This time I was in Lagos. Just this week. He came home. He said, Ah, Emoji, you will not believe my eyes. He said, I passed by a church. They were singing, Oh yeah, Teshimale, Teshimale, Teshimale. 
I'm not joking. He said, they, they, they now started singing, um, Jesus, they now started singing, Jesus, uh, Jesus, 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 I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not joking, no. He, he said, he said, emoji. He said, he told the bike man. He said, emoji, I had to tell the bike man, stop, is it really a church? Or are they doing concert? He said, he tried to move near to check. He said, it was a choir. Leading, I'm not joking, just last week. He said, Talos, I'm going to go to the bike. Oh, papa, Jesus, oh, papa, Jesus, oh, papa, hey. They are Christianizing the song. How does that loud defend of Jesus? <laughs> but we say, I'm a child of God. Are you not speaking well of what he has done? Is it making sense to you why they sing praise? So when we now when we now worship him, are we joking? Is it a time for joke? No! Praise and worship is not a time for joke. It's not a time for happiness. We are singing, he died. He rose again. I'm a child of God. I thank you, Father. It's a sober moment. That's why when we now rejoice with it, our rejoicing is in the spirit. That is why it's not rejoicing in the flesh. We're not saying the glory. Our rejoicing is still in the spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? Things have gotten bad, though. Ah! But you know what? We will correct things by the spirit all over North America, all over the nations of the world. So, you will see in Acts 16 verse 25, the Bible says, Paul and Barnabas, the sang praises to the Lord. They were not singing, Oh Lord, deliver Daniel. Oh Lord, deliver Daniel. That's not what they were singing, no. They were singing in the spirit. You think if it's Oh Lord, deliver Daniel, they will call, this prison door will open. <laughs> They sang commendation to God. They were in the prison. Yes. Oh, oh Lord, the answers by fire. Let it be my God. They sang. They sang a song of commendation. The Greek word used here is Eumenu. It means to sing a commendation. To sing a commendation of what God has done. It is not an emotional reaction. First, it was fragrance. Then it turned to worship. My worship is my battle. This is how I win. My worship is my weapon. This is how I win my battle. This is how I win. Your visa. This is how I win. Your marriage. This is how I win. Your job. This is how I win. That's what you do. You will say more. This is how I win. Money. This is how I win. 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 <laughs> it can't be like that. It's not an emotional reaction. Singing praises. Worship to God is it's not emotional. You can't say, I like this song. I want to sing it. It must be sung in church. We must sing it in church. What's the song? Baby, mommy, mama, wash up well. Oh, there's this one that we used to dance. Fuji House. How many of you might have do? Fuji House. Do no do, do no do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I am very, very happy, yo. 
When we come to say, let us come to the house of the Lord. Only me wood, only me scatter, only me lambo, only me gun, 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 gun. Ah, ah, we not ah. We are born again. We are born again. The house of how do we mean woo? We just on our head like this. I remember when we did use the song that's dance. Oh, you mean woo? We just did that like this. Ending, the ending me after that dance. Oh, you mean woo? Oh, you mean scatter? Oh, you mean like bo bo? Oh, you mean go 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 go? By the time we finish that dance, I have to use master more. <laughs> and that's what the church like. If they most sang song like that, they say, where is place? Chebi's place, the place is the first one. Where is the place? You are only worshipping. There's no your praise session. They say, if, if you know, no, they say, if prayer does not work, lazy, lazy people. If prayer does not work, try worship. If prayer she do not work, try praise. Dance your heart. People will do marathon praise and worship. 78 hours. One, 109 million hours. Tell them come and pray. They say, ah, I have a headache. You the headache, no headache you. That's why you see concerts are more full than prayer meetings. I'm not joking. I chose God as someday we'll, we'll have a concert. And we would, what we'll just do is just sing by the Spirit. We will gather there for a meeting, a concert. And what we'll just do in that concert is singing by the Spirit, worshiping the name of the Lord. Ah, it will happen. In this North America, ah, it will. Mark it, it will happen. We'll just come together, men full of the Holy Ghost, leading men. So are you seeing that the worship leader is only leading you to sing, not exciting you? Are you getting it now? The person up front is only helping you to sing because you two have to sing. Not that he's making you happy. Not that, ah, that guy can sing, Sha. He gave voice. Ah, ah, the voice be like saying that heaven. He? I for marry him. Even though we say I see waiting for a hand, I for just marry him. This is what people look at in church. That sister, cha, such a package, such they sing. Ah, carnality. <clears throat> so, singing praise to God. You see in Hebrews two, verse ten to twelve. Oh, my time is gone. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, I love you. Oh no more, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Look at it, Hebrews two verse ten to twelve. It says, "For he became him of whom are all things, of whom are all things, in bringing sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvations true to the sufferings." For he both. For both he that sanctified and he who sanctified are all of one. For he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare my name unto thy brethren, and I will sing praise unto thee. 
I will sing my praise unto thee. So, singing praise is not a song of excitement. It is acting on God's word. So, when you sing praise, you are not singing excitement. You are what? Acting on God's word. Ephesians 5 verse 19. Look at what it says. Ephesians 5 verse 19. Ephesians 5 verse 19. Ephesians 5 verse 19. Look at what it says. It says, It says, look at it. It says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual song, making melody in your heart unto the Lord. I'm still going to buttress on that in, 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 in subsequent sections. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of the Lord dwell richly in you, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Speaking. In that Ephesians 1, Paul used the word speaking. It's from the Greek word laleo. Speaking. Laleo. L-A-L-E-O. Speaking. Singular. It means to yourself and to the Lord. This means that songs, the songs we sing are to the Lord. The songs we sing are to the Lord. And yet, look at what wisdom about songs. The songs we sing are to the Lord. And yet, it's an admonition, it's an admonition all to teach believers. You know, songs like, um, uh, like this song, guys, I compose. By His Spirit, we are new. By His Spirit, we are changed. Because I am born again. You know, that's to the Lord. And also to teach you something. An admonition to the believer. I like this song, Pelomi song. He gave it all for us. And He gave me a song. So I can be your home forever. And your home forever. It's to the Lord and... To teach you. So when Paul was using in Colossians 3, 15, saying admonishing, admonishing is for the word multitude. It means to give counsel, remembrance of something. I'm not going to spend time on that because I'm going to, I'm going to buttress on that later. So, so we sing praise to God and must, we must teach the believers, the work of redemption, the song we sing must be to the Lord. Windmaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. What a song. That can only be by the Spirit. A song that cut across all continents. That's one Nigerian song I know every American musician is singing. Ah, ah, even when I don't see it, you walking. You never stop, you never stop walking. A commendation to God and teaching you the believer. That's something you hear, you're like, wow. You know, you just hear some songs. God is good. Look at the Moy song. All the time. You can't hear that song. I don't feel like God is not good. You get it. This one, this one, another song too. Um, 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 you are the Lord. Lie, let thee. 
You sent your life. You can you can hear that song and not feel like you will be healed. Do you know? See, songs teaches the deliver things. So are you seeing? So in all these things I've taught you now, where did they say there is fast and slow? <laughs> it's you that will answer that question yourself. It's a rhetorical question. So the song was saying must be to the Lord and simultaneously must emphasize the work of redemption. So before I end this teaching, I want to do a difference. Is praise different from worship? I should do it as another teaching, but I won't do it inside this one. But probably in the future, I will do it as a teaching later on. Is praise different from worship? Now, as we have seen, worship is what? To pay respect, right? Obedience to a king and one who is authority. So, it was seen that we worship the believer, uh, that the worship of the believer to God is founded upon the redemption and the indwelling of the spirit of and the indwelling of the spirit. But this is what God has done in Christ Jesus for us. The worship of the believer is found in that, right? Why do you worship God? You worship Him because of His redemption, His redemptive sacrifice, what He has done in Christ Jesus, and the indwelling of the Spirit in us. In Romans 12, verse 1, look at Romans 12, verse 1. Let's see it. Because we want to now put a cap to it. How many of you are ready for us to keep a cap to it, to see the difference and join it together? How many of us are ready to, to that for that? That's what we're trying to do now. It's praise different for worship. Look at Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the message of the Lord, that you what? Present your body, what? A living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is what? Your wisdom. So now, Paul summed the ministry of the believer to all saints by the use of the word service. Let's read it again. I beseech you, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable to God, which is what? Your reasonable service. So the worship includes, and don't forget I told you, this worship includes everything the believer does in service to God for other believers. This will include our singing and praise. So therefore, we can safely say, with all I've taught you for the past Close to two hours now. We can safely say, praise should be with an attitude or what? Of worship. Does that make sense to everybody? That was the summary of what I was trying to say since. We can safely say, what? Praise should be with what? Because of why? Look at Romans 12 verse 1. I beseech you, brethren, Therefore, by the message of God, that he presents your bodies as a living sacrifice, only and acceptable to God. What did I tell you that worship is? I told you, I said, worship includes all that the believer does in service to God and to other believers. Everything in the Christian service, your prayer is worship, your giving is a worship to God. When you give, is worship. Are you seeing it? When you as you are seated taking notes, that's worship. As you, as you preach the gospel, 
warning souls, doing all of those things. So it's your service. So we can simply say, praise should what? Be with what? An attitude of worship. So brethren, when we sing, when we sing, Next week, I will, uh, when I'm, I will remind me next week to give you a, an explanation of sing, S-I-N-G, just to explain that sing part for you guys. But now, remember something now. We sing. We what? We sing. Praise God. So when we sing, we would commend God. We would. Sing and we praise God with our words and attitude of worship. So when we sing, what is the major aspect of what we do? Our words, our lips. Because remember, I said praise is what laudation. Remember, I used to lead you. Remember, I lead you. Yes. It means to speak well of. So what will you do with your praise? You are using your words. What will you do with your words and attitude of worship? Does that make sense? So is there a difference between praise and worship? No. Is your is your problem to answer that? <laughs> but does it make sense to everybody? Yes. Can you understand what praise and worship means? Yes. So when we sing and we lift our hands up, does it make sense? We sing with an attitude of worship. Does that make sense? So many times we are now joyful. Remember, with our hearts with gladness. We are now joyful. We see what Jesus has done in His song. Uh-huh. All my life you have been faithful. Glory to God. What are we doing? We are rejoicing. We are expressing our gratitude. Does that make sense? So is it... Brethren, it's like you're not saying, should they force you now to sing? When we lift us, they say, ah, ah, I am the child of God. Yes, I am. Huh? You know, that should make you joyful. That glory to God. I'm a child of God. You run around. Why? You are worshipping God. Does that make sense to you now? So, is there anything like fast beat or slow beat now? Is there... It's okay. Come on. Is there still something like that? Have I been able to convince you? Convince you? That... That praise I worship. Is not what you thought before. Are you, are you seeing with? Are you seeing what the Bible teaches about praise and worship? So, you would praise God with an attitude of what? Worship. What is worship? Reverence. Feel. So when a song say, uh, "We bow down and worship," are you going to be on your feet? No. That is how you to walk. Many of times when they sing that song, me I'm like this. Because I know I, I know better. But because you're in an atmosphere where you just have to, to learn. But we know better. When we say we bow down, are you not hearing it? We bow down and you are standing. Who do you think you are singing to? Does it make sense to you? It's not a joking matter. It's not a to lose God. It's not to be losing your body. Now, gradually we will not progress next week. You see the progression I'm doing with you people? What is now clapping and dancing? 
what do we clap God with our praise? Should we now dance to our praise and worship to be continued on this series? <laughs> Are you getting it? How many of you want to worship God now? How many of you want to praise Him? Does it make sense? So when we say when we are using that term now, is it making sense? Is it making sense when we are using that term now? How many of you want to worship God? How many of you want to praise Him? So what do you think we want to do now? When we say we want to praise Him, we want to use our words, right? When we want to worship Him, we want to express our gratitude. We want to pay our respect. Does it make sense to you? So you know people use those terms and they don't understand. Now let's just worship Him. Let's just bless Him. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 14 verse 15, when we sing in tongues, we give thanks well. Let's just bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Give him the praise. And let me give us that song. You gave it up for us. Bless him with that song. Lift your hands and just... Sing that song. Sing that song.